Welcome back to the Post 20 Podcast. Just me and Evan today. Don't Honestly don't know where Trevor is. He has not been <laughs> active in the group chat. He never said he came back from the... Uh, where was he? Amish country. Yeah, he, Amish. He, could, he could be there still, bro. He's still cooking live pigs. He might be stuck in the Amish country. Yeah. Um, He's adopted their lifestyle. He probably has a wife and kids. I don't right blame now. him. I, I saw he, he bought another batch of his... For his uh, Trouble in Paradise, he's making a second batch, which hopefully the second batch is better than the first. The first was like average. There was like I gave, I think I gave it like a six eight. That's not bad. Like it was decent. It's better than some of the other ones I've had. Yeah. Which gives a lot of credit to Trevor. I mean, for a one shot, for the first time, I, I'd say that's solid. Hey, six eight, I'd be thrilled with that. And he did it all by himself. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, so that won't Shit's be ready. Hard. I mean, the next batch won't be ready until probably December. That's good, though. The He's way, chefing the, up. The way he handles stuff. That's, yeah. He'd agree with that. Um, <laughs> moving on, let's start by congratulating the Los Angeles Lakers on their AAU title. Um, oh, come on, dude. You have to say that bubble situation was set up for them to win. Oh, I think the NBA in general likes to lean towards the Lakers. They wanted them or the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I understand that kind of. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play into the Mickey Mouse trophy type argument because I mean, they they had a they had to play hard still. Mm-hmm. Um. LeBron had to go out. I, I, I'm not going to say they had to play hard. I'm going to say LeBron had to carry a lot of bums again, which he's used to doing. And mm-hmm. I I mean, you, you can't say it's it's any different than than winning a trophy or winning a, a chip if this didn't happen. It, it's, it's his so it's fourth or his fifth? I think it's his fourth, right? He had two okay. with Miami and one with Cleveland. Yeah, so so it's his fourth, fourth ring. Fourth MVP, um, impressive as fuck, but I kind of agree with you that maybe the NBA played into the the Lakers uh, storyline a little bit. I mean, earlier in the year, like when the bubble was in consideration, the Lakers were one of the two teams out of thirty to say, "Nah, they don't want to do it." That's true. They were. But um, I think the one good thing was them winning with was um the same year as Kobe passing. Yeah, it was cool. Water, obviously. You, yeah, you could you could tell they were, you know, LeBron especially and AD, they were very uh, <clears throat> invested in in making sure that they they brought the championship home to the Staples Center. So, I can appreciate it. Um, I'm happy that they won. Honestly, I, I didn't really want to see um, the Heat win. I really like the Heat as an organization, and I like Jimmy a lot. But I didn't want him to leave Philly right away and win. Um, I thought Boston had a better chance of matching up with the Lakers than Miami. Yeah, they would have. But you know what? They're they're even younger than the Heat are. True. So I think they probably would have got fucking bitched bitched around. It's just um, it just you can't defend LeBron and then AD on top of that. Or even now you can say AD is a better player than LeBron. Yeah, not, I mean, I, yeah. I'm just saying currently, not like obviously. Yeah, of course. Um. Yeah, I mean, Le- LeBron's starting to reach his the the falling part of the uh, 
of the parabola and AD still on, uh, maybe he's at his peak. I don't know if he's rising anymore. Um, but yeah, this is the first time you got to see AD really perform in the playoffs because it's the first time that he's had somebody to help him. Mm-hmm. Um, impressive by, by Anthony Davis. And it seems like he's going to stick with the Lakers. I saw that today. Um, he had an opportunity to exercise his player option, but he has decided to stay. Uh, Rajon Rondo has made the decision to leave. Oh, which yeah. doesn't make much sense to me. It's only he his had second a, ring. He had a great playoffs. Like <laughs> He's very underrated. I mean, he is, but like at the, at the same time, he's had a lot of years where he was not very good. I, I just think he's a he's a system player, um, easy to be really good when you're when you're playing with Ray Allen, Paul Pearson, KG, and also I would say probably pretty easy to play with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You know, yeah. I think he's a good player to have in your locker room with his experience oh, and yeah, especially I, with I younger agree. guys. I think it's. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not sure why he would leave. Yeah, but... maybe he's trying to bait more money from the Lakers. Yeah, maybe that's like a usual thing. They say they leave, and then they, it urges the board and staff behind doors to push a contract. I mean, I think they could repeat next year, don't you? Yeah, if they keep the core team together. And, I mean, I'm happy Frank Vogel, a, guy, a South Jersey guy, winning yeah. his first ring at school, too. Went to high school with my dad, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, Ty Lue signed with the Clippers now. He moved from the assistant to the head coach there now after doc rivers left so what do you think let, of me, that? let me ask you this uh, i'm actually gonna ask you what you think of that okay what do you think do you think that we made off better at the sixers or do you think that you would have rather had tyloo i mean i'd rather have had jason king just to, or jason kidd just to spice it up uh, i agree <laughs> I'd, I'd rather <laughs> i'd rather get somebody new in the system that nobody has an idea of how they coach that the league hasn't seen than somebody that's a system guy, not a system guy, but a guy that's been in the league for a long time and everybody knows how he coaches. You know what I mean? You need something new with that young blood team. Well, Jason Kidd was the head coach of the Bucks for a couple of years, but that was before the, this Giannis, Chris Middleton, you know, Mm -hmm. era. Um, And I was willing to give him another shot too. It's unfortunate, I think, that even Steve Nash went to the net or to the uh, the Nets. I would have liked to see what what he could do. I think that's well. a good move for them because now they'll have Kyrie and KD back when the season starts back up in February or January, right? Yeah, and you want to see like a player like Steve Nash will probably be able to coach Kyrie. Mm-hmm. I think Kyrie's probably a little bit uncoachable, and it seemed like that even when he was playing with Braun in Cleveland. Um. So it'll be interesting to okay. see what, what Nash can do with them. I think him and KD will work together better than him and LeBron. Just uh, uh, ego too, yeah. clashes. Well, I think KD and Kyrie are both egomaniacs, but I think they can work together to, to get something done there. They, they should be a, a contender in the East next year. Yeah, the East is starting to look just as competitive as the West now. Like back in the day, the West was like the big one in the East. It was like there was maybe two good teams. Yeah, but we see that all the time. Like every couple of years, you'll start to see like, oh, these might get good again, and then people leave. So it's like the same thing in the NFL. Like the AFC is 
a lot more contenders in the NFC, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, the NFC fucking sucks, dude. Like, it's horrible. You, NFC, who do you, who do you really have? You got Saints, the Packers, Saints. Um. Uh, Seattle's in the NFC, aren't they? Yeah, those would be your top three. Yeah, and then you can put the nine or the Rams in there, I guess. Yeah, they kind of look good right now. They look all right. Yeah, they're putting they're stringing some wins together, and Aaron Donald's having a good year. Yeah, golf looks good though. I'm not a big golf guy, but all right. Aside from the sports, I saw golf's girlfriend post something on Instagram for a Sports Illustrated swimsuit audition. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. She's a baddie. Oh, she is? Of course. Um, Jared, me... Goff's, Jared Goff's a chill guy. Yeah, look Correct. that up real she... quick. If you don't know what Jared Goff's girlfriend looks like, easy find. And She's beautiful. Yeah. I don't know. I Chris, think she posted something on her, on her Instagram, like whether it was in her reels or an actual post or something. I don't know what it was. I just saw the headline, didn't really look into it too much. Jared Goff's a pretty handsome guy, too. So. Yeah, yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, makes sense. Or, um, what were we talking about? Congratulating LeBron. Oh yes, so congratulations to LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers, um, on a interesting season. We mm-hmm. will say, um, hopefully by the this time next year, um, well, this time next year, what will it even be? The NBA season will be... It'll go back to normal if you think about it, because this is usually when this season starts, like right yeah. around mid-October. Yeah, so so here's what I'm thinking. Next season is supposed to start, they said, after Christmas, like early January. That's what Adam Silver said. Yeah. As like the launch window, the alleged launch window. Will it be in the Bumble, I wonder? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that you're seeing the NFL and college football allow fans in, and you can put that in the argument why can't the NBA? Yeah, I, mean, I don't I know. Guess that's true. I don't know whether it's because everything's it's inside though. Yeah, but you could say that with um, some of the indoor stadiums in the NFL. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, but they're they're they retract most of them have retractable domes. Yeah, true. So I don't. I am not really sure what to expect. Um, but like I said, congratulations. Um, we're going to move on to the premier league next and break down the matchups, give you our little pick them. Um, since the PL is back this week before that, I wanted to talk about the fact that, um, at least for us, fantasy football players and, and gamblers, the NFL moving and fucking around these games is kind of annoying. Yeah. It messes your mojo up and like your, your, your slips. Like I, I'm, I'm definitely slipping. Like, and and you can see like, the Bills. I don't think the Bills should have lost that Titans game. Like, I, I think if if the schedule would have stayed the way that it was, and shit didn't get pushed around, and you know, fucking whatever they did, I don't think the Bills would have lost. But instead, they came out flat and they lost. You you got a great highlight out of Derrick Henry sending that defender into the stands. Oh, dude, he's he's a complete monster. Um, but it was shitty. And I, I I don't know. It, it's fucking with my fantasy football. Like I'm managing all these goddamn teams. I gotta know exactly when each game is. I gotta know what scoring system we're using, based on mm-hmm. if a if a player if the, if a game gets postponed to the next week, do the points count for the current week or do they not count? Do I need to text my commissioner and say, 
I'm leaving Tyreek Hill in my lineup if Tyreek Hill doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Can you sub in fucking, you know, the third string bum? Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> I just burped. Jesus. <laughs> the, <laughs> the third string bum fucking Traquan Smith yeah. from the Saints. Well, who actually got me two touchdowns last week somehow. The, um, the game slate this week looks good. You got nine early games. You got two late ones. And then you got the Sunday night game. And then there's two on Monday night. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to get over it. But it's a pain in the ass if you are a, you know, if you're a fantasy owner in, in a lot of different leagues. Yeah. That's all I'll say. I know the NFL's not worried about that, but fuck you anyway, NFL. So do you want to break each of these games down how they're ordered to air, or do you want to like change it up? Um, I just have them, I guess, how they're ordered to air. Okay, um, so we open up with the Merseyside Derby, Everton-Liverpool. Yes, this is for tomorrow, Saturday, October 17th. So hopefully you're hearing this now um, and not after um everton heads to no everton's home uh liverpool heads to goodison park it's only a one mile drive to the stadium they're only one yeah, mile that's apart. that's true um that game's at 7 30 liverpool is a minus 121 favorite um i think that's great if you're if you're on the everton hype train like they look great with the additions of James and Allen and Decore. They're really good. And your boy Del, uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is just a bagsman. Bagging. Yeah. Um, Ancelotti has a really good handle on that team. I think they are all following him into battle each game, and they're really confident in themselves and the way they play. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy with the way they play. I think um, the fact that they score so much is really helping them um, out with the fact that their back line, um, besides Luca Digne, who I think is good, um, is just all right, and their keeper is just all right. Pickford's not great. He's really small, and he's prone to mistakes uh, when he's under pressure. But that being said, um, Everton scores a whole lot. Uh, Hamez is due for at least one goal and an assist per week, I'd say, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Allen is, I mean, he's just, he's just a, he's a general, you know what I mean? Um, he's going to put in a shift for you and he's going to work as hard as he can. And there's going to be clashes in, in, in the midfield. I think, um, especially if Allen is, is going up against, um, some of the beefier guys Liverpool has in their midfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, I think Gomez and Allen, uh, are no stranger to, to a fight in the midfield and, Things, things will turn out Everton's way. Yeah, I think a good uh, note to that is Mane is back. He's cleared with his COVID, yes. so he'll be in there. The um, They're talking about Thiago maybe starting with Fabinho and Henderson in the middle. I don't know. It's a rivalry game, so it can go either way. Um, if I'm betting on the game, I would put money on Everton, just how the odds are. Yeah, they're plus 280. You, like, you, I don't see anything wrong with that because of how they're playing. Everton's in better form. Liverpool coming off a couple losses before the international break. Yep. And um, 
I don't know. I, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to Liverpool. I think they can maybe squeak it out. I don't know why I want to say that, but I just have a feeling that Liverpool is going to win. I think I think they need this. I think if they don't win this game, then we could see a spiral because Allison's out until November 21st. Mm-hmm. Oh, and cool. you, just, you just saw last week uh, that they let in seven goals against fucking Aston Villa. So if you're going to let in seven against Aston Villa, you're going to let in 20 against this Everton side. All right, you convinced me. I'm, I'm flopping Everton. And on top of that, I'm hitting over three and a half goals in this game. Me too. 100%. Over if, if three you and guys a half. Have, yeah, if you guys have the same game parlay um, ability, take the Everton money line, take over three and a half. You're going to be around plus 500, plus 600. On FanDuel, it's plus, ride that shit, on FanDuel, it's plus 854 right now. Oh, my God. Just ride. Literally, throw, throw 10, throw 20, throw 50 on that. Evan, you convinced me. Right I'm going to put money in my account right now and do it. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. I'm going to keep that tab there for later. Um, and if it doesn't happen, then I'm sorry, but I'm telling you, I think it will. You know the risk once you, you do it. Yeah. All right, next game, we got Chelsea-Southampton. Chelsea are minus 195 favorites. Um, I, I, very bad because Mendy is out after international injury. Yep. Kepa potentially getting the nod over Willie. I I could agree with that. Um, Kepa's still better than Willie, regardless of how bad Kepa is. Yeah, I just love Willie for the memes. Me too. Willie Caviar. Um, Werner, he didn't. He's still looking for his first Prem goal, right? Yeah, he scored. He scored this a uh, couple days ago for Germany. Yeah, he scored for them. Havertz is looking better. Ziyech yeah. potentially back to start. It's it seems like he's supposed to start. Yeah, they're talking about him and Pulisic being back in the lineup, meaning Mount gets the drop and Werner gets put back up top where he should be playing, and Tammy gets straight. put to the bench. It should be straightforward for them. If all those things happen, I think they should they should easily you know handily beat um, Southampton. I would give I would put Kepa, uh, Zuma. Thiago Silva, and then we have Reese, Ben Showell with Conte, and I guess Jorginho up front there. Yeah. With Havertz in the middle, you got Ziyech on the right with Pulisic on the left, and Werner up top. That's that would be my ideal lineup right now. Yeah, that sounds like exactly how I would line them up if I was managing. And we're going up against Southampton, who have been a middle of the of the way team this season so far danny ings scored about what two or three goals yeah um they're coming off a nice win the previous week over who'd they play they beat palace or something no west brom they beat west brom i think three nothing with three second half goals two nil or two nil two second half goals because i remember i bet on the first half score and nobody scored i was mad but but that's besides the point i think this is gonna be a close game I still don't think Chelsea are going to be used to playing with each other. Now we have our full ideal team in there. Yeah. I think we do win, but it might be like a one nothing 2-1 type of game. I'm, st- yeah. I'm still not 100% on the defense, how secure it is. And potentially there's conflict with Conte and Frank. He was yeah. he was trying to get a day off from training to go to his one of his friend's weddings, and Frank was like, yeah, nah, mate, you're staying. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But I, I mean, 
I have a hard time saying that that Southampton is gonna gonna pull a fast one on Chelsea. They're not, they're not a counterattacking team. They don't have too much pace up top. Yeah, I, I don't think they can exploit whatever whatever's going on with Chelsea's defense. I don't think Southampton is going to be the team to exploit it. Yeah, I would feel safe just betting on Chelsea to win. I don't I don't think anything else is safe in my mind to put money on. Yeah. Okay, moving on. We have this I is your lost this my is time. your game. Okay, we have Arsenal at Manchester City. Now, I'm a homer, obviously, but what I will say before I give you my prediction. Kevin De Bruyne is not playing. Facts. City's defense appears to be somehow the worst in the league. Facts. I don't know what's going on. It's just disjointed. I know Liverpool had seven in last week, but it's because their keeper was not in. Um, Ake looks out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, they look scared back there. They look like they just don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of slips. And... I think Arsenal, especially if they let Enketia run riot up there, um, which they do when they need pace, I think the City defense will slip. And I think if, if, if they let one in early, then it could really snowball. Um, Arsenal tend to like to pile on when a team lets one in, mm. and then and then they'll ease off in the second half. So I, I, I'm telling you, that Arsenal is plus 500, plus 450, depending on your book. Um, De Bruyne's not playing. They're going to be lacking a lot of creativity. I would take the Arsenal money line uh, as a value pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the over and under line's at three and a half. I think, I think the over will be three and a half for sure. It'll definitely be over that. I'm on the opposite end. I think it's a low scoring. I don't think there's a lot of goals. I think it's going to be like how the first matchup was. I mean, Arsenal's defense is still pretty bad. And yeah. City's defense is bad. Now you're implementing part party into the lineup now. But will he be playing is the question. I would play him. I don't see why not. I don't either. He had a, he had a goal. Um, Who would he play for? He's, who's he playing in front of in there? He would move in for, um, what's his name? Ceballos. Yeah, you place him over Ceballos. Yeah, I mean, I, I would. We, we paid enough for him, right? Mm-hmm. I would put him right in there ahead of Ceballos. Or, um, actually, they've been playing like Al Neni and stuff like that. So maybe he moves in, slots in for one of them. They're talking about uh, Aguero being back and potentially in the game. We'll see. He might get hurt again. It'll be a fitness test for him. Yeah, he really. might play like forty-five or something. Yeah. So so we'll see, but. Um, City at minus 189 versus Arsenal plus 450. I mean, I think that's a no-brainer if you're trying to make mm-hmm. some money this weekend. Potentially, Sterling may not play either. Yeah, he's a bum anyway. So uh, Fantasy-wise, he's my guy, so I don't want you talking bad about my mans. <laughs> All right. Um, The 3 p.m. game, the Magpies, Newcastle United take on Manchester United at St. James Park. Um, this is a draw written all over it. In it's my gonna opinion. be, it's gonna be such a mess, dude. This is a draw. I can, I can, I can see the side of this is Manu's first win. They get out of that rut. Um, United just in Pogba's contract, they triggered the one year extension deal to keep him yep. at the club until twenty twenty two, which I don't think is gonna help because he's gonna leave. Because he hates it there. Yeah, he. Because it sucks. The only reason he signed the previous contract 
was because of potentially winning something. The only thing he's won there is a Europa League. Yep. Um, everything else I wouldn't consider really a trophy if they won anything. So, yeah, I would say draw. St. Maximin looks like an absolute beast. He's a monster. Um, there's nothing really else going on with Newcastle. They got... um. Or well, Callum Wilson's been putting in a couple goals. He had two the last week they played. Whoever they played. I think they played Burnley. They won 3-1 or something. Yeah. So Newcastle are looking decent while Man United... Here's a question. If Man United loses this game, does Ollie get sacked? I mean, he needs to be sacked. I know they've been talking to Potch. He's obviously on the hot seat, so how many games do you give him right now if they don't get a win? If he loses against Newcastle, he has one more game to win, and if he doesn't, he's out. Because that, funnily enough, after Newcastle, they play Chelsea. Yeah, and I don't think they're beating Chelsea. Right now, Man U's plus 155 and Chelsea's plus 165 in that game head-to-head. So depending, I would t- oh, I like Chelsea there a lot. Depending on how this week goes, the odds are going to change, obviously. But of course, yeah, I give Ali two games. That Chelsea Max. game may be the death of him. Yeah, I agree. Because I mean, if you look at if you look at the table, they're obviously where are they? They're like bottom half. Yeah, Everton first solely on 12 they're in 16th right now on three they're they're hovering above the drop so there you go so if they lose that's not not looking good yeah i i i like uh i like united in this game but not much i don't like them that much yeah i just uh think that they will I think they have to win. I think the guys they are need it more than Newcastle. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, Newcastle's just shit, right? Newcastle's I mean, a middle of the league. Yeah, I just think I think United need it, need it, so they're gonna win. It all depends on if they want to win it for Ollie or not. That's true. All right, next we have Sheffield oh, Fulham. Hold on, hold on, oh, hold on. Hold on. Oh, you have they gotta, somebody ought to murder Harry Maguire. <laughs> he, he's a fucking thief. Oh, after he's, Mykonos. He's, he's horrible. I mean, I, I mean the, the Mykonos thing and then playing like dog shit for United, mm-hmm. then playing like dog shit for England, costing them, costing them the match. <laughs> and then I'll guarantee you he plays fucking shit again when he comes back here. Yeah. And I obviously don't mean murder Harry Maguire, but I do mean to say that he's horrible and that he, he stole $80 million from um, what's it called from, from, from United. Yeah, well, Zach, at the beginning of the season, he's a big United guy, and he was originally saying he, he needs a partner for Maguire. It's like Lindelof out and all that. Now I don't really know what his opinion is. It's not Lindelof's fault. Mm-hmm. It's fucking Maguire. Maguire's the problem. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. They've spent all this money, and they're talking about Holland and Sancho being their prime targets come next summer, or the winter, whatever whatever so they feel dumb. like. They need to build out from the back, really. They're top-heavy. Yes, heavy. they do. Nobody wants to do that right now, though, they, unfortunately. The guys up top can't score if they can't get the ball from the back. Yeah, true. Um, moving on, you good on that? 
Yeah, I'm good. Uh, next game is... Yeah, now we're getting to the games that nobody really cares about. Leicester versus Aston Villa. We'll, we'll try and keep it short because I think we'll probably run long. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Leicester here. Aston Villa is coming off a 7-2. Uh, 7-2 or 7-3? 7-2. 7-2. Seven two defeat of Liverpool, but uh, Leicester's home here, and I think um, Leicester's trying to keep themselves up in the top quarter of the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and Villa know that they're not going to be in the top fourth um, of the table, so I have to take Leicester here. Um, I think Villa will be hung over on that one. Mm-hmm. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, um, on the opposite, I'm going to ride the wave. I think Villa gets the win, and on top of that, I'm going to put anytime score uh, Ollie Watkins on top of that. I like that bet. You're though. getting a parlay at plus 526, $10, that's okay. 52 so that's what I would go with. Ooh. Villa plus 270 right now. Um, could change, come some news tomorrow morning. but or This is a Sunday game, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday. That's the late game. Actually, it's not morning. It's a late game. It's the late game on Sunday. So, yeah. So, it'd be a Sunday night game over there. Yeah, I'm taking Villa and Ollie Watkins to score. Ollie scored a Hattie over Liverpool. It looked really good when he got the ball. Yeah. Uh, I, took, I took him off the free agency for fantasy. I just had a feeling because he scored 26 in the championship last season. Now, that, that doesn't always convert into the Premier League, but... He's very quick, good on the ball, and is clinical in front of goal, as we saw against Liverpool. So yep. we'll see if it carries over to another decent team, or maybe it was just a one-off fluke. But that's what I'm going to go with. All right. Then we got another one with Tottenham-West Ham. Yeah, I'm going to take Tottenham here. Um, West Ham's been, I don't know, they, they, win, they beat Wolves 4-0, and then what else did they do? They won... Who else did they beat? They played Arsenal close earlier this year. Arsenal won. They beat but... Leicester before the break 3 nothing. Yeah. So they're, they've been hot, but I don't know. Uh, they it's just West Ham, they just got a deadline loan for Brahimi from Brentford. He's a really creative attacking midfielder. Yep. Kind of like a Lanzini. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make. They still have Rice in the middle and... Um, what else do they have? Up top, they don't really have much. That's Heller. Yeah, they got Heller and they got Antonio. Funnily yeah. enough, they bought Felipe Anderson last year, the year before, for like 40 mil, and now he just comes off the bench behind yeah, what's Jared his deal? Bowen. I don't know. What's his deal? He's wasting there. He comes from Italy, like bright, bright future, everything. Everybody's excited, and then he just gets dropped to the bench after a year. Yeah, by fucking Jared, Jared Bowen. David yeah, David Moyes. Yeah, them like, too. Horrible. I I like Tottenham. I think that all around the pitch they're solid right now. Um going forward you have Lucas, you have uh Son and Kane, and then in the back you have new boy uh Reguillon. Reguillon do we see do we see Bale play? Yeah, I think he'll get a couple of minutes. I don't know if he'll he he's not gonna start. Um, he's going to have to fight for that spot from Lucas, too. Yeah, it's um, really tough. The good thing about Lucas is you can play him anywhere in the attack, while Bale, you can really only play him out, out, out wide on the right. Yeah, I wish they would play him at fucking striker, bring him in off the bench. You think oh, you would, you would put him off the, uh, take him off the bench for Harry? 
Well, Bell used to, you know, Bell plays centrally, like when he plays for Wales, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I would take like, like at at the sixtieth minute mark, if you're down, like Bell needs to come on and play in the center for either. You you can start to play with two cams and leave Kane up top, or mm-hmm. put him up top with Kane, and just let them both run riot. Like Harry Kane's a great passer, so if he can get if he can get Bell on the end of some of those those uh, through balls, then that'd be big. Didn't Tottenham bring in a backup striker? Yeah, they brought in the Sorloth guy from Leipzig. Yeah. Yep. Because they were originally looking for Werner, but obviously went to Chelsea. Yeah. Norwegian hero. Is he? He's through Sorloth. He he he's at uh, what's it called? I just saw the article. It's at like twenty mil. Oh, that must have just happened. What was that? This is like September. Target to sign. I don't know. I don't think they signed him. Just oh, Leipzig. I'm autistic. Fuck. <laughs> no. Well, that's what happens. You read the headlines. You don't read the article. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. So what do you think? Spurs. Yeah, I think Spurs safe bet. I think Tottenham is a team that maybe does well against not as good teams, and then they come up against the big boys and they get stiffed. Yeah. So yeah, I just um, I'll just feel safe betting the Tottenham straight up there. Me too. Uh, next game, well, it's at nine. Um, is Palace versus Brighton? Oh. Uh, this is a, this is at Selhurst Park. This is gonna be a grinder, I think. I'm huge on Brighton. Like Brighton, like after that Chelsea game, they just like have a system that Pot- Gary Potter has for them, or Graham Potter, their manager. Yeah, the, um, just the way they play and Lamptey at, at right wing back is really good. I like them all around the pitch. Lalana actually looks okay there. Um, you have Solly March. You have Mope. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another guy that I forget his name. What his name is? Um, but he comes off the bench sometimes, and they're really just kind of solid everywhere. Um, they play a decent, um, laid back style of football where where the ball comes forward when it needs to, but they don't press. Um, they don't press too hard. They don't get counterattacked that much. Yeah, they're well trained. Matt Ryan and goal is solid from Australia. They got Ben White, who they got from Arsenal. Yep. Um, good signings all around. They kept their captain Louis Dunk mm-hmm. for a five year deal because he was rumored to come to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, just a well oiled machine. I think they'll be like a middle. I know, like um, beginning of the season, when we did our season predictions. I had them getting relegated. That clearly, I think, is not going to happen. No, I think we were wrong. I think I had them in mind, too, and I, I think we're wrong. I mean, right now they're in 15th on three points right there with United. Yeah. But, I mean, in their first four games, they They've had, had a hard schedule. They opened up against Chelsea with a 1-1 draw. They tied West Brom 0-0. And then yeah. uh, they played. They got their win against Newcastle. And then they was this lost to Everton. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, tough tough opening schedule. Now they play Palace, West Brom, uh, Spurs, Burnley, and Villa in their next five. So I can see them getting eight to nine points there. Yeah, I, me too. I, th- I think that um, they have a real chance in this game, especially um, against, against Palace, who are teetering a little bit. 
But my gut's telling me to go with Palace, so I'm going to. Um, They're coming off a big 4 nothing loss to Chelsea, and then prior to are. that they lost to Everton, and then they, are. they had their, big, their only win this year is against United. Um, that Everton game, they got fucked mm-hmm. by VAR. Uh, I bet on Everton, so it's fine. But I really like Zaha, and I really like Ayu, and I think Eze, who is rising there, could mm-hmm. be really good too. Yep. Um, I like their attack, and I think all that although their their midfield's kind of slow and old, that they have a good chance um, at at beating uh, Brighton and Hove Albion. I especially because I think um, Brighton's young, like really young. Yep. I think Palace have a little bit more experience, especially in those grindy, weird games. Yeah, I would, uh, this this could go either way. I would go Brighton to win, and I'd put under one and a half goals. I think this is a one nothing game written all over it. You get that plus seven fifty four, not too bad. I, I can I maybe it, I think maybe like a, a random set piece. Goal. Yeah, it it could be funky. It's gonna be ugly. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, moving on. The first morn the first game in the morning uh is at Bramall Lane, the home of Sheffield United. Uh Sheffield's taking on Fulham. So Sheffield is plus one oh five on the book I'm looking at right now. That is pretty good value, I think. Yeah. I would take Sheffield. Fulham they, sucks. They they are they gonna bid debut Brewster? They're signing from Liverpool. Uh, yeah, Ryan Brewster's in, huh? Thirty mil they spent on him. Very young. Scored. I, I think he. I think he scored like twelve goals in the championship last season for Swansea or wherever he was at. Yeah. So I don't know. He's always been a hot tipped guy at, at Liverpool. Clearly, they didn't see it in him. Um, it, Sheffield at the beginning of the year was a team I really liked. Very stiff, and they're then, winless. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're 19th. They've given up six, have only scored one, the fewest in the in the league. Yep. Um, surprisingly enough, they're in front of Fulham, who have been the worst. So this is a bottom two clash. Yeah. Very low scoring teams, concede a lot of goals. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes. I see, I honestly see Fulham getting their first win here. Yeah, I, I like Sheffield over over Fulham. Um, I think McGoldrick gets on the end of another one. He scored against Arsenal with a fucking cracker. Um, Fulham's like a set piece team. They're like they them and Burnley are exactly like when I think about them. Fulham sucks. Unless I know they, they suck, get... but Sheffield can't score. They got one and four. Yeah, well, they can't fucking defend either. <laughs> Fulham <laughs> I just can't, think but they need this. I think Mitrovic. This is a big game for Mitrovic here. Alexander. This uh, is another one where honestly it could probably go either way. It can go either way. I'd feel if you want to be safe, do the double chance, and I would put Fulham in a draw. Okay, at, at minus one forty-five. Yeah, I'm not going to give you a tip on this game, guys, because I think it could be whatever. But I'm leaning towards Sheffield. All right, how many? The last two games before we round off the episode are at 12.30 on Monday, October 19th. West Brom versus Burnley, which is going to be a certainly ugly game. Yep. I'm taking Burnley. 
Yeah, this is another bottom half game. You have West Brom at 17th and Burnley 18th, just like the last game. West Brom have conceded 13, while Burnley have conceded 8. Um, West Brom, obviously, they've been playing a lot of the good teams. Chelsea, Everton, and Leicester. Yeah. And then on top of that, they lose 2 nothing to Southampton before the break. Mm-hmm. Um, they scored all their goals against Chelsea in the first half before they came back. Burnley's a team that last season did really well. They got into Europe. Europe. It's a nice little voice crack there. Um, yeah, that's all right. They just signed Dwight McNeil to like a long-term deal, one of their young wingers who yeah, shows a lot that. of promise. I don't know. Just like you said last game, this is a toss-up for me. Obviously, you'd lean towards Burnley because West Brom are the new team up, and they're like they play five in the back. They're a team that packs it in and counters, which Burnley is the same exact way, so... You would think this would be an open game. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it will be an open game. I think it'll be a mess. I think the ball will be knocking around the midfield, and you're really just going to have to hope that one of the teams get on top of the mistakes. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to see a real organized, uh, or organized situation here. You see a lot of the time that West Brom opens up by letting, um, what's his name? Oh, Pereira. Oh, yeah, the their guy in the middle. Ma- okay. Mateus Pereira, is that his name? Yeah. Um, so they, they kind of just let him rip. Like, they kind of just let him go, and they, they let him try and um, put him in from, from long, and it's worked a couple times. The The first weekend when, um, when they played Arsenal, or the, maybe that was the second weekend. Uh, either way. Um that he would just shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot. And eventually it got a little dangerous. Mm-hmm. Against Chelsea, he put one in. One of one of those long, goofy fucking shots. So I think that, that you'll see some attacking football within the first, I don't know, third of the game. And then you'll see it devolve into complete disastrous bullshit. Um, but my money's on Burnley. I think they're more solid defensively. You have Nick Pope in goal. Um, they're plus 195, so they're the underdog versus uh, West Brom at plus 145. Again, I'd stay away from this. It's a crapshoot, but that, that's my take. Yes or no? Welcome, Zach. Guest feature. Nice. What's good? What do you want? Pizza. Yeah? It's ready. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by pizza. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, We're almost done. You can take the tuber right. voice off. So the last, uh, the last. I just said yeah. All right. Thanks. <laughs> that was that was Zach, a, a, a reoccurring guest. Yeah. Um, so the last game is Leeds. Wait, I went versus... just real quick before that last game. Go ahead. Uh, this is probably going to be a re- uh, my hot take. I think it's a zero-zero draw. West Brom Burnley. Okay. You put a draw and under point five goals, you get that. And you cannot put that as the same bet, which is terrible. So I would bet under 0.5 goals at plus 830. Oh, Jesus. draw. Yep, that's what I'm saying. All right. We have not seen one of those yet this season. Correct. Yeah, last game, right? Leeds, Wolves. Yeah. Leeds, so, is, what do you think? Leeds is a very surprising team. 
They scored nine, given up eight. Two absolute thriller games that open up against Liverpool and Fulham. They're sitting yeah. eighth, eighth in the league, while Wolves are in 13th, coming off a couple bad losses. Um, obviously, the loss to West Ham and Man City, and then coming up against Fulham and getting a one nothing win, which you would think they'd win a couple more with Traore's pace and Jimenez, how he's playing. Yeah. Um, if I had to bet, I would say Leeds, the way they play and their form. And also, I would put money on... You're going to see the over here, I think. Yeah, if I bet, I'd put over over two and a half, play it safe. I really like the way Leeds have been playing since the very beginning. Um, although they've had some funky games, uh, like that, that draw against City was so weird. <laughs> Such a sloppy mess. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just box to box. The ball was never in the midfield. It was counterattacking from City, counterattacking from Leeds. They couldn't get on the end of any anything uh, substantial. Uh, although it was a good game, uh, their win against Sheffield was was good. Their win against Fulham was convincing, although they conceded three times. Um, I really like their their back. He kind of plays like wing back, Ailing. Yeah, he's really good. Like going forward, he's he's impressive as well. Um, so for a newly promoted team, I think they have a lot of very good players. Uh, Rodrigo coming off the bench, he was a thirty million dollar signing from uh, I forget. Valencia. I think a team in Spain, Valencia. Yeah. So he's really good. Um, and I think Bamford puts at least one in this week. Um, yeah, he's surprising. Yeah, he's surprising. He gets a lot of decent shots in there. The way they play, they get him the ball pretty well. Yeah, Calvin Phillips, midfield general, very good at a young age. He'll be really good in the next couple of years. Um, but I think Wolves outclass them still. They have more marquee players. They have more consistent players. And I actually hate to say it, but I think Wolves win. <laughs> After all that. Yeah, you're gonna be like, just go against that. You convinced yourself not to take it. I am convincing myself not to take it because I think Wolves need a win. I think they are disappointing themselves and everyone this year, um, especially after last season, looking like they were good enough to compete in Europe. Um, it's kind of unfortunate to see how shit they are this year. Mm-hmm. They need a win more than Leeds need a win. Leeds are Leeds are overshooting already. Um, Wolves need this, and they take it. They're an underdog too. Bet on the bet on wolves. Yeah, telling wolves you. are a little bit higher odds. Oh, I'm yep. glad after all this we had some conflicting picks, which is nice to see. Yeah. With, we'll uh, have to uh, we'll have to see. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen through this when when we get off the, the episode and write down what I picked because I'm interested. Yeah. Um. I think half of the games we picked differently. We had the yep. we had the Everton one. We had the I think we City. You at Arsenal. I think I picked City. You know, yeah. we different. Fulham was different. Pretty much all of them, honestly. Yep. But we'll have to wait and see till tomorrow. Um, I already put that bet in for Everton and over the over three and a half. Cool. I put twenty five or on there for two thirteen win. So. Yep. 
hopefully Hamas pops off and his newly won Swatch card on FIFA gets another inform. Yes, sir. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, by now, you should already know all of our socials. Follow us on all of our different platforms. Just wanted to wrap it up real quick since this was a very long episode, 48 minutes. Um, anything else to add, Evan? No, that's it. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you all next week. Uh, ooh, one more thing real quick. Our new day to record and post is Fridays now. It used to be Thursdays um, since everybody's schedules have been changing with work and whatnot. Uh, Fridays will be the new day now. So every Friday you'll be getting an episode. So we'll yep. see you guys next Friday.